Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to the Black Girl Flow podcast, a space dedicated to creating conversation that pushes us to be in alignment and at peace with ourselves and the world around us. We are about cultivating joy, growth, and success in our life, love, and identity. So join us as we find our flow. We are your hosts, Liv and Lex, two 20-something-year-old Black girls working every day to be in flow, and we want you along this journey with us. Navigating love while growing into your own can be challenging. That's why we'll be inviting different couples over the next few weeks on our show to talk about the perils and fruits of dating as a Gen Z and millennial. Whether you are a hopeless romantic or anti-couple propaganda, you won't want to miss this series. In the final episode of the Modern Love series, we are chatting with our good friends, Chan and Moni. Chan and Moni's love story began in 2019 when they met at Moni's art exhibit. Fast forward to today and they are engaged and knee deep in the wedding planning process. From sharing the behind the scenes and goofy moments of their union, they are TikTok's favorite hashtag gunkles and have built a platform off of showing their love and bringing a little bit of joy to our day. Today, we'll chat with them about what they've learned individually from sharing their love on socials and the importance of showcasing LGBTQ relationships in media. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Black Girl Flow podcast. We hope that you guys are all doing super well, living your hot girl, hot boy summer, just enjoying the vibes. Today, we are joined by two very special guests, Chan and Moni, my favorite Capricorn and Cancer <laughs> duo. Thank you all so much for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. We're super excited to be here. Yes, we like literally are such fans of their platform and lucky us, we actually went um, to undergrad with Chan. So we were like, oh my gosh, we have to have him on to the podcast because you know we have to we have to rep rep elon phoenix's you know it's giving growth it's giving the glow up it's giving <laughs> all of the things black it's giving black excellence exactly <laughs> exactly. exactly exactly so thank y'all so much for joining us and before we kick off our conversation y'all already know we got to start it off with pulse check everyone knows we always have to start off with a pulse check so Lexi how are you feeling what are the vibes in the air I think I am just taking these like very euphoric moments within the day like not expecting it to be like the full week but just like these very small pockets of joy like whether it's jamming out to like my favorite song like full blast in the car or as many of the Black Girl Flow community knows, I'm on uh, my love for popsicles this summer. Yes. Um, yeah. I'm really into homemade popsicles and I have my phenomenal taste testers in my yes. house. How lucky am I? <laughs> and it is just like a delight. Wait, I was literally- you make the popsicles? Yes, I make the oh popsicles. 
I treated myself to the best $5 investment of like an at-home like popsicle maker. And I'm literally on Pinterest out here looking up for like coffee popsicles. We made a blueberry lemonade popsicle. It's just like a summer treat. And I'm just enjoying those little pockets of joy in my days in like the small moments um, and just really catching those vibes. So that's been holding my spirits high. But I'm going to actually toss it to Chan. Chan, check in with us. Like, how are you doing mentally, physically? What are the vibes? I'll what's next. <laughs> Get it together. Um, let's see. Mentally, I feel like this is one of those weeks where if I'm being really real, I'm just trying to like, it feels like my to-do list is just like never ending. And um. I feel like no matter how much stuff I do, there's like 10 things that get added on to that. So currently very overwhelmed um, at the moment. But I think that one of the reasons, and not to like, you know, go there right now, but I think one of the reasons why this relationship works so well is that like Monty really balances me out. So anytime that like I feel super stressed, uh, because like I get stressed, like it's so weird because the big things don't stress me out, but like small things stress me out. So like a lot of small things will be happening and then he'll be like, everything's fine. Let's cook a good dinner. Let's just like stop everything right now and dance. And like those moments really, really help me. So thank God I have like, uh, oh. like I have this man to help me <laughs> through my struggles because y'all Monday through Friday for me is always kind of like a mess. And then I come alive during the weekend. <laughs> yeah, so. no. Yeah. And you're, you're one person in big tech, 100k followers on TikTok, like running this business that is yourself. <laughs> so, like, yeah. I completely empathize with you on on the challenges that that may bring. And, Moni, how are you feeling um, mentally, emotionally? Um, I'm spiraling out of fucking control. <laughs> Cancer season, no? Cancer season. I'm spiraling out of control and in control at the same time because Ooh. I'm realizing that outside factors I can't control mm. so that's when what Chan was describing I throw my hands up I surrender myself to the universe and I'm just like you know why fret about it like let me have fun in the moment let mm -hmm. me realize what's important right now and just roll with the punches so that's when the portion of me spiraling in control comes mm. into play because as I'm in that moment of collecting myself I'm like okay well let's take on 20 tasks and let's get it done. When we get it done, we'll get it done. Yeah. No, I'm feeling a very similar energy. Like, honestly, I don't know what it is with cancer season right now. I feel like I've had super high highs and then very low lows. And I've just been feeling super lethargic. And then my brain is telling me like, okay, why are you resting so much? Like, it's just like a battle between trying to reach goals, but then also trying to set boundaries around rest. And so I've just been in a very similar headspace. Look, yeah. like, I, I think I, I, I have trouble more setting boundaries with myself than, you know, with other people, which is really interesting because it's like, okay, Lexi and I just talked about this idea of self-discipline connecting to love and how you're showing up for yourself each day, correlating to how much you love yourself. And that's going to look very different certain days. Um, mm -hmm. And so I've just been like really trying to feel that out. And I know, Monty, we've talked about therapy before the last time that we were all in person. Um, and so I've been really just like meditating on the idea of therapy helping. So 
I love I love all of our pulse checks. We gave a really real pulse check this week because we gotta keep it. it Exactly. And I I think a big part of that too is just remembering like not only like it feels like a pin where sometimes it feels like you're a pinata some days like the world is also spiraling (laughs) and so I'm not surprised when people are like yo like I don't feel good I'm like yo because I would be suspicious if you did feel good like we shouldn't and um Liv and I talk a lot about this because I'm like I don't even want to normalize that and so I think I think this real conversation is if we're not keeping it real with ourselves and the people that we love and want to be in space with then we're doing ourselves a disservice so yes for the vibe on the realness Yes. And I think that's why it's so important to keep these conversations because I'm a big both and person. So yes, the world is spiraling, but I'm still going to look cute. Okay. Okay. That's exactly period. That's on that. And the one thing that I know that always brings me so much joy and has really been, you know, talking to some of our closest friends and people we look up to and huge platforms about their love story. Because even in all the darkness and all the chaos, like love is such a light. And I think especially for Black people. Um, So being able to hear these stories is incredible. And I'm so excited, Chan and Monty, to hear a little bit about y'all. So Liv and I know a little bit of the story, but can y'all run? that tape back for us okay always always <laughs> and y'all need to give us yeah y'all need us to give us the real real on the love story oh i'll let you start i'll let you start well <laughs> as you can see around the house the art hanging everywhere uh, we met at one of my art shows mm-hmm. um he was actually one of the first gentlemen to approach and talk to me about my art of course and then it chimed into a evening of what did we go to we went to a nice little bar Mm -hmm. and I think what finalized it for me specifically about that night because you know like if you're talking to someone you know if it's a hit or miss right then and there he went dancing with me and I think in that moment, it almost felt like a movie where we uh. were spinning around each other. We were hearing the music and it was nothing but me and him in the center of that room. And I left with the kiss on the forehead, which wasn't overly aggressive. It was the perfect I don't know about night. the forehead part. You know, I'm trying <laughs> to keep it PG-13. <laughs> Just know it it, 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 was, it, was, it, was, it was a kiss kiss. <laughs> and from there, we heavily talked to each other and it just felt so effortless. You know, I didn't feel like I was trying. Um, we built like a friendship um, throughout the whole entire process. It just felt easy. It felt so unforced. That is so beautiful. That is honestly, it makes me want to tear up thinking <laughs> about it because it's like, wow, it, it definitely gives off like romantic rom-com but I need to hear this from the Capricorn because Capricorn was just out here spontaneously ready to just put on the groove shoes and go like we want to hear from your perspective too Chan you know it's really crazy because um a lot of how we first met was very much like out of character for me um it was I really like put myself out there and I'm trying to realize like where that energy came from But I think that I had like this inkling that this was my person like very, very early on. So I saw him and I immediately, you know, I'm all with the vibes. I'm like, 
I have to get to know this person. I don't know how I'm going to get to know this person, but we're at an art show. He has this art. That's that's the that's the first talking point. So you know, I go up, introduce myself, uh, make it a thing. But it was crazy because before I introduced myself, I was like trying to get his attention, like like at the event that we were at in like subtle ways. So like I would walk past him and try to be cute, and nothing was working. And Trying I was just like, this no man, I, I literally went with one of my friends, my best friends, Cameron. And I was just like, well, I think this guy is cute. But like, he keeps on walking past me and ignoring me. And I feel like I'm putting out all the stop. And I don't know how to get his attention. So I was like, you know what? Let me go up, walk, walk up to him, introduce myself, try to charm him, all that stuff. Ended up working because he invited me out for the drinks. Um, and then... The Sukasa party that we went to, which is like a Afro beats party um, afterwards, you know, I had no choice but to kind of like let my hair down and have a good time. And, you know, I was with a very like handsome man. I was just like, you know what? Let's let the, because I feel like sometimes Capricorns can be very like, I don't want to say like to themselves or like cold, but like if we don't feel comfortable, that is the vibe we give off. But I guess I felt immediately comfortable with him because me dancing with someone on the first night that had never happened before. It was a very colorful <laughs> night. All and like, he ensued. made me feel free enough to do that. So I think that that was like a telltale sign that I really, really liked him. And then, you know, from that moment that we met, three weeks later, we were in like a full-blown relationship. And this was my first relationship ever like right so let's let's pause there let's pause there because I really want to get into that I mean first of all like I'm I'm just I cannot explain to you guys how much I'm loving the Capricorn cancer energy okay cannot (laughs) explain all right but let's get into that Chan because you recently celebrated your four-year coming out anniversary and so many things can change in four years even when I was witnessing your growth at Elon like you were very much someone that was like to your books like always getting some sort of award, you know, like never really like focus, you know, on anything besides like making sure that you're, you're uh, succeeding, you know, with your personal growth. And so how do you feel like now after, you know, witnessing that growth from the past four years, how has that impacted like who you are and how has that impacted how you show up in this relationship? Cause this is like your first public relationship as well. Like first relationship, first public relationship, like what are what are your insights? I mean, it's just been such a journey. And like, even with you kind of giving your observation from me at Elon and being and saying that I was like in the books and like, I don't know, I feel like whenever I was younger, I was like a nerd, <laughs> you know, like I was <laughs> the type of person that like, I, if I got a B, like I was stressed the fuck out. Like, like I hated that. So it's just like, I made my identity my like education I made that my studies and I always put dating aside because one I was you know around the age of 15 and 16 that's why I started to like really feel these questions like oh like am I gay like I feel this attraction but I don't feel like it's right because I also have a Christian background and like all that stuff so it was it was like I went from that to like being this TikToker that is always like showcased in my relationship right but like I really didn't feel like I had the choice given my circumstances because if we're if we're just thinking about like the real about life like growing up in the south like as 
a gay person, like I didn't have a lot of representation in even seeing like gay people growing up because people were either in the closet or it just was not normal. So bringing that energy into Elon and not really like allowing myself to have those romantic experience out of fear. Um, I had no choice but to kind of like keep my head to the book, do what I do best. I was just like, okay, well, if I'm not going to date, if I'm not going to open up that side of myself, then I'm going to at least like succeed in things that I know that I'm good at. So mm -hmm. I think that that makes a lot of sense that you, you know, felt that <laughs> felt that way about me. Like, oh, he said his books or whatever. But whenever I graduated and I moved to LA, I was just like, you know what? I'm away from all of that North Carolina shit. Of like course. I can like really be myself. Like I can, I can create whatever life I want to create. So that's when I started to really explore my, my sexuality. I started to go out on dates. I, you know, changed the Tinder preference to like men. Like <laughs> I was ready to get out here. Um, and honestly, I learned so much about myself um, in that time period, because even though I was not out like publicly, whenever I first moved to LA, I was still like exploring things. I was just like trying to really see if this was something I really wanted to pursue. And after dating a few people and everything like that, it just became very, very clear that, you know, it became clear that I was gay. So <laughs> and everything like it just like, I remember feeling this like weight so heavy on my chest. Um, whenever I was living in San Francisco, probably a year after I first started dating in LA. Um, and I was just like, I can no longer live like this. Like, I feel like I am one, not being like, like my most authentic self. And I feel like a lot of opportunities, um, for me, like personally, like with my own growth, I don't know. I feel like whenever you're not living your truth, you're operating at a lower frequency. So everything that is meant for you can't even reach you because you're not like living your most authentic self. So I was like, I'm trying to tap into all of the blessings that I know are mine. But in order to get those blessings, I know I have to tell the truth and be myself, um, which is when I made the de declaration came out. And the moment that I came out, my life literally radically mm -hmm. transformed. Um, because I really do think that who I was before and who I am now is just two completely different people. Like there wasn't a lot of self-love there before. There was a lot of self-doubt. There was a lot of anxiety. There were a lot of lies. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I was operating at a lower frequency. So a lot of the things that I felt like, you know, were meant for me couldn't even reach me because I wasn't at the level that I was supposed to be to receive those things. You better get in alignment. Okay. <laughs> so I had to get into alignment. And once I got into alignment, this is when things like this came and just literally got dropped in my lap. And ever since then, like things have just continuously been dropped into my lap. And that's how I know that like I'm on the right path. Wow. That was so beautifully said. And Moni, like what's your relationship been like um, for your understanding of yourself? Because aren't you're also from the South as well, correct? Um, actually, I'm from Ohio. Okay, from Ohio. Ohio. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, really with the family dynamic and me just growing up in an era where honestly, there was no representation for me um, or people really like me, I have to outsource um, where I got that from, I've had several different people in my life who've 
essentially helped me to become me. I came out at a very early age, even before it was even known something, you know, like mm-hmm. I went through my share of fights and battles and people who fully just didn't understand who I was. And then there was that cross battle of essentially defining who I was in compartments of what does being me look like? What does gay being look like? What does black being look like? And after so long of feeling like I had to be in something or some group, I finally came to the conclusion that, bitch, I am my own group. So why fit into a box? Mm -hmm. Like never going to subject myself into one thing. So my growth process um, in that grew exponentially within my relationship because of course you're still defining yourself over years. Um, I realized that when you are intertwining yourself with someone, I think the most important thing to realize, because we unsubconsciously do it, is to tear down some of the survival methods that we have um, built up over the years for ourselves in order to create who we are. And I think after all these years melting into that with (laughs) my guy right here, um, I'm still defining myself within that, but it's more or less, I know who I am, but I'm polishing who I've um, come out to be, but um, it's been a journey. (laughs) Quite quite the journey. (laughs) I think this is so powerful in like a multitude of ways and probably why there are so many, quite literally the millions who follow y'all's love story, because, you know, you can relate to so many aspects of that. Like it is tough to, you know, navigate, to, to really grow beyond, you know, your surroundings, maybe depending on, you know, if you had a lot when you were little or when you, you didn't have a lot of resources or, you know, always feeling like like an outsider or being told that you were that and then coming into your own. But then I think the beauty that you are also saying, and then that spark when you find your person that you can actually do that journey with, and it's not perfect and you're not going to have all the answers, but it's like, it's that moment. And I always tell people this. I'm like, the thing that I always gets me about love is like, there were two individuals, like the day before, not with each other, like living their life. And then, like, one day happens, and it's just like, that oh, blown, literally. <laughs> it literally blows me every time, because it reminds me what's possible when people come together, and you have that centeredness, and you are, you do know who you are, and it's not like you're going to have a clear plan forward, um, but just yeah. that is enough to be in space with each other to make the impossible, and kind of quite literally something y'all didn't grow up seeing so much of this force to be reckoned with and so I think there's so much beauty in that in like a multitude of ways it's like I'm like that's that's the that's it that's it (laughs) did you hear it did you hear it do you feel it in your bones I'm said that's my version of being a hopeless romantic (laughs) (laughs) Jan how do you feel like it's been with this being like your first long-term relationship like how has it been navigating that piece of it all Oh my gosh. Um, it's so crazy because I had told myself, and this is so crazy that I told myself this because I only dated like 
a year before we got like together but there were so many <laughs> I was like I did not believe in love whenever I first started dating I was just like should mm-hmm. should I even come out because all of these men are trash like I was like <laughs> I'm like I, I don't know if this is for me maybe I just <laughs> No, I completely understand. You're like, I will leave y'all to the streets. No, yeah. I was like, maybe I should just back up, back into that closet, because this is just not giving what it's supposed to get. That's so, so funny. So, I don't know. I, I was not expecting this to be my first and only, hope to God, last relationship whenever we first met, because, you know, I was just like, whenever we approached it the dating um in the beginning you know I was just like oh, okay well this is just gonna be like another one <laughs> and then, <laughs> no and like that's that's where I was at I was like I was defeated it felt like because I honestly like I had a mini little heartbreak before we got together so I was just kind of like trying to survive at that point so I was like, <laughs> yeah, to the point where like I opened myself back up to dating a little bit um and I was just like you know what yeah I'll go out um and I'll try to put myself out there and I see this guy like we'll we'll just like try to start over again because at the end of the day like as much as I'm talking shit right now I am a hopeless romantic too so every situation I try to go into thinking like oh this might be my person this might be the one um and you know for me once it got past the <laughs> Oh, is that, is that Libby? No, literally, to the T. She can't even contain it. Keep going. Read her. Read her. (laughs) No, I feel you, That's so funny. Um, But, you know, it got past the, like, the one month mark and it got past the two month mark. And I was just like, wait, wait a minute. Like, this is getting a little too, because usually at the two month mark, most of the other men were just like gone. So I was just like, okay. We're past the two months. We're at the six months. We're at a year. Now Now I'm living in San Francisco. He's living in Charlotte. Like, we're long distance. We made it through that. We moved in, like, towards the um, beginning of the pandemic with each other. I think other. we need to talk about what solidified it. Because it wasn't a defining moment. Well, there's just so many things. <laughs> So Hold him accountable. I like said, it. He said, I think you need to talk about okay. the defining moment. <laughs> that is so funny. Oh, 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 yeah, oh, you know. oh. I know it. Well, this was a defining moment for you. It wasn't as much of a defining moment for me because I already knew what I wanted to do. So but let's go back a little bit. So this is like week three of dating. And I have a lot of anxiety because at this point, like, you know, I had had this conversation with like maybe one or two other people before. I'd be like, okay, so like we've been dating for you know a few weeks now. Like, what are we? And for him, that was like nobody had ever asked me that before. Like, what do you mean? What are are we? And I was just like, well, like I want to pursue a relationship with you exclusively. Um, and I'm telling you this. That took a lot of vulnerability to, for me to even have that mm-hmm. conversation because I was so afraid of the rejection. But honestly, from that point on, that was when we were, like, together. That was, like, our defining moment. And then that kind of just, like, set the tone because I think that at that point, we really started to take each other very seriously. Um, And that allowed the relationship to just really grow very fast. But it was it was very organic, too. Like, you know, he said, I love you. Um, 
first. I would like to say he said it first. <laughs> after after four months, and I, I think that also, you know, those milestones, like nobody ever told me that they loved me before. Like nobody had ever said mm-hmm. that they just wanted to commit to me and me only before. So I think that having those, like those, I, I consider those gifts, like having the gift of commitment, having the gift of, um, you know, sticking to your word and like showing your love was something that I took seriously. And I was just like, this feels good. Let's continue to explore. Let's continue to explore. And, you know, three years later, here we are about to get married in September. Okay. <laughs> Look at that. That is amazing. And I feel like for all of the hopeless romantics out there, I do think that there is this like, okay, when I meet someone new, like, is this going to be my person? Like, let's see this through. Yeah. But I think that it's super special that even though you're like, okay, that might've had like a mini heartbreak before, like your first long-term relationship is like the one, like, I don't know. I think that's just like, ah, uh, I would skip to that. A lot of people are trying to skip to that part. <laughs> like, okay, like I don't want to have to keep going through this cycle. Right. So I think that that's, that's so beautiful. Everything you said, I have quite literally heard her say. <laughs> yeah, no, actually I've, I think I it's just that. a copy and paste moment there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a heavy reach. I, I was like, why, why is Libby making these faces in the corner? Like, guys, <laughs> I was feeling it in my soul, my guy. I was literally like, wow, no, like he's reading me like everything that she's, because it's like, yo, when, after you've kind of seen how people move and the thing is I'm only 23, so I can't really be like, oh, like I'm over it, over it for real, because it's like, okay, everyone wants to be loved. Everyone like. Deep down, no matter how much people are like, oh, men are trash, da 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 da, like we all want to be loved in a particular way and a love that we deserve. And I know that I deserve love. So I'm never going to say that. But it does get to a point where you're like, okay, like I am like extremely fatigued and I just, you know, am ready to focus on other things. But I think when you switch your mindset to focusing on other things, that's when it unexpectedly happens and you're like pushed to grow in a different way. So that's that's why I was making those faces and I think it speaks to when you do the self-reflection before you enter a relationship I love that you said I got the gift of commitment I got the gift of love because I think sometimes we people like we think and Liv and I often talk about like there's the couples propaganda and then there's like the aggressive singles propaganda the, the like like that I saw something that was like men trying to tell women how to act women trying to tell men how to act like that doesn't get us anywhere when we divide that conversation but even when we think and because some people don't feel like they've they've gone through so much they don't feel like they can get that commitment they don't feel like they you know sometimes desert you know that when somebody offers their love they're like why would you love me but I think that idea of seeing it as a gift and it's like even if you haven't felt it before and never had it before like that's still an offering and you can choose how to engage with that and I think that's beautiful language about what is what is some of the potential for entering a long-term committed relationship is those little gifts and I think from everybody that we've talked to on the modern love series they've had kind of those little things that they're like even if we don't choose to be you know 
marriage isn't the end goal. Like we see that we're getting this out of our partnership. And I think it's those little sprinkles along the way that end up being really healing and really restorative. Um, and kind of is what we can do when we're in better relationship with each other. So I think that's like beautiful. So how did y'all know? Cause September is like right around the corner and we can hear the wedding bells. Okay. So, but what made y'all decide you were like, marriage is the path for us. Like that's Cause I feel like a lot of people are asking themselves that of like, you know, do I need that? You know, is that something that I want, even if I'm in a long-term relationship? So was there kind of conversation that was happening or maybe another, to Moni's point, defining moment, <laughs> um, you know, that said that, or was that something you all both aspired for? Um, okay, I'll start off this because I definitely initiated a lot of that conversation. <laughs> um, because, you know, I, I won't say, so I, I don't know how to put this in the right way because you're like right here. <laughs> Go ahead. But okay, ahead. so I feel like I am like the decision maker in the relate not decision maker but I feel like I lay out the vision he's very linear as a Capricorn right yeah so I'm just like okay so this is how I can see things I also am a very like vocal person so if I'm feeling something in my heart I'm going to articulate that to him um and kind of get his feedback on it and then based off of what he says I start to like put a plan together because again I'm Capricorn I can't help myself <laughs> so like as soon as I realized that we were in love, my mind jumped. I was just like, okay, well, first comes love, then comes marriage. Okay, so I know that I want to eventually get married to this person because the love is there. And this is my first time being in love. When you're in love for the first time, and I'm not talking about like puppy love. I'm talking about like, I will put my life on the line for you, your mom, your sister, your family. Like, I will put almost like anything on the table to make sure that this person is happy. Like that is love. I want this person to be my family at this point. So once I made that decision um, in my head, I was just like, okay, let's see how he feels about that. So, you know, I would tease it. I would tease it out. I'd be like, oh, you know, what if we got married one day? Blah, 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 blah. And, you know, he would, he was a little apprehensive because I do think, I don't think that he was apprehensive because the love wasn't there. I think that he and I don't want to speak for you too much, so I'm going to let you expand on this, but I feel like he was still healing from like past trauma. And he talked a little bit earlier about acting out of survival. Um, and fortunately, like, I felt like I was not in that space whenever we got into a relationship. Like I wasn't acting out of uh, survival in that moment. I was acting out of my like true authentic, authentic self. I was on that wave of like, if I feel something, I'm going to express it because now I'm in a place where I, where I love myself and like, I feel open to everything good happening to me. So yes, I deserve marriage. Like you said, Libby, like I deserve love. I deserve all of these things. Whereas like, I feel like our journeys to get there were a bit different, but I feel like he eventually met me there once we had the opportunity to, when once I had the opportunity to meet his family, because family to Defining him moment. was, it, family oh, to yeah. him is like everything. So I think that he had to kind of see how his family accepted me to like, um, start to have those conversations no, and, then, okay. and then once we met your family I guess you could pick up, up here it was done and over with from there <laughs> yeah um honestly <clears throat> I was very apprehensive at first because it was just a lot of new 
from specifically Chan. Like I'll just go back and segment into when you were mentioning um, when you at first asked me, what are we? I feel like um, the generation kind of navigates in a space where you're kind of dating someone, but you don't initially have a conversation about it. Y'all just kind of around each other. And that right. always leaves an ended window for someone to be like, um, I never said we was together. What is this about? So out of, because I was a Rolling Stone. <laughs> but was the first one, literally the first one to ask me something like that. Mm-hmm. And that's when I knew to take this person serious. It left a glimmer in my eye. And that for me established a lot of safety and concern about mm-hmm. not only what I like, but what he wants as well mm-hmm. from me as a partner. And it was just like a trade-off and it felt safe. And, you know, there was some moments where, you know, we would break that down, but then he would pick me back up as well. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't just ground. And yeah. once we built that point of safety, I was like, the last thing I need to check mark off my list is my family. Cause I take my family very seriously. They never met anybody I've talked to because they weren't important enough to meet my family. They are literally pieces of me. So I was like, well, here's the boss in the video game. Come to my house um, during Thanksgiving and the acceptance of my grandparents, which I had, you know, um, both grandparents, got a chance to meet before they passed away. But I feel like that was so defining for me because they both had healthy marriages. And it was kind of like, and it was a blessing, essentially. So after that was greeted with such grace, I was like, this is the person for me, because he was accepted to the people who are essentially me. So I'm like, now you have, now you have me as a whole. Mm. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. If it's one thing I know about a cancer, they love security and they love family. That's like the two things they like, they, and they love the home and they love the home. And we can see that through, you know, the elaborate meals that you make for Dan every single night, chef Monty in the building, like, oh my gosh, I, I wish. And, you know, there was, there was this recent TikTok that you posted, Chan, um, And I know that you guys get so many comments on y'all's relationship, especially as like probably the biggest or one of the biggest like black gay couples on the platform where people kind of try to pin you guys into like, oh, this guy is the man and this guy's the woman. Uh, Like, how do you guys deal with those projections and, and, and how do you relate to them or not relate to them at all? My whole thing about that is, um, Nothing's really defined. And what I want people to mostly know about, and this is any relationship, um, because I see so many comments and Chan Hill showing me about, oh, like, I wish I had that and this, that and the other. You don't know not one person's journey. So never compare yourself to the journey because all you're seeing is the end result. Yeah. It took a lot for us to get here. It took a lot for us to establish safety. So what I do may not be fit, you know, for someone else. But I think as far as, you know, like any type of gender roles and such, we're, we're we're fluid like water. Like I've done ballet and played football. Like those aren't defining things as something that's gender normal. We just kind of navigate off masculine and feminine energies. We all have it. Yeah. Just some may fluctuate more than others. Uh, no, yeah. I feel like, 
Um, it's so interesting that people always try to, because people, I think that because being gay, as much as we, you know, don't want to say this, being gay is still not the norm. Like it's still something that people are getting used to, um, which is why representation is so important. Um, but, you know, people see us and they're trying to figure it out because it's just like, oh, this is just so different than like what we're used to. So how can I make sense of this relationship? And people are naturally going to want to attach gender norms to, you know, this to make sense. So they're thinking, oh, you know, Monty, he's the one that like cooks and, you know, he is the one that's making these elaborate meals. He must be like the wife in the situation. Right. And right. For me, it's just like our relationship is so much more complex than that. Cause like, although Monty is like, you know, the house person, like he loves to like, you know, do the floral arrangements every Sunday and like he'll cook the meals and like he is more feminine presenting. People think that like that is just it to the story. But you know, me, I have my, he also, he also is like very masculine. Like he built this whole fireplace in our house. Like he, if my tire were to ever go out, he would be the one to change it. So it's just like, he is very much still like a man, but like we have, a, a, there's a spectrum of everything. So like, even when you think of like a, a person, like however they identify, there's a spectrum to that. So like he is a gay man um, and he's more on like the feminine side of the spectrum sometimes, but then sometimes he's more on the masculine side of the spectrum. So that's how our, our relationship operates. It definitely ebbs and flows. Um, and we can like feed into that energy. Like there are some days where like, I feel like, you know, listening to Breaking My Soul and like, you know, dancing around the living room to Beyonce and I'm the more feminine one that day I'm while he's like fixing my car or like working on the yard or things like that. So it's just like, it really is a lot more complex than like, oh, this person cooks or like I see this one side of their relationship. So I'm just going to make an assumption about who is the more like, who is the woman. I hate that so much. Because just like, even saying that someone is the woman in the relationship, it's like projecting what a woman should be in society, which mm -hmm. is so toxic. Right. It's like you're, you're asking two men like who like it just it just doesn't make it doesn't make sense. But I love that idea of being in flow, being fluid, being doing what, you know, whatever your interests are that are aligned to you and just like rolling with it that way instead of like feeling the need to like ascribe to that. And we know that that's just something that comes with being on such a public platform. Have there been things, because, you know, was that always a goal to share the inner workings and y'all's, you know, dinner times with folks or, you know, what have y'all learned in the process of sharing um, y'all's love on, on social media? Besides a uh, shout out on Black Love, the ultimate platform. Oh, <laughs> gosh um it all has been an accident to be honest like everything has been an accident nothing has been intentional like I think that we do so well on TikTok because it's kind of made for people like us like they love to see people that are like authentic and just living in their truth and I, like with us like our videos are not like the most high quality, like HD, super scripted. We're not like really right. participating in couples challenges and like all that stuff. We're just truly like, like 
my best TikToks are just me picking up my phone during something that's already happening and be like, hey guys, like look at this, like almost like it's an Instagram story. Um, and people just gravitate towards that energy because it's not forced. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that we have found like so much success in just being ourselves and just, you know, not feeling like we have to be like everybody else on the platform. Because, you know, if you think of the typical like TikTok couple, you, they might be doing some dance challenges. They might be, you know, doing the, you know, you know, the couple of shit on TikTok. Mm -hmm. And like, we're just not like that. We, and, are, you know, no tea, no shade to them. <laughs> no, like, and we like love, we love them, couples yeah. like that, but it's just like, it's not us. How sanguine, if you would. <laughs> You know, if you know, you know. If you know, you know. I was not ready. How sanguine. How sanguine. No, we That's love fun. that. We love that. So as you guys are planning for this beautiful, beautiful wedding, do you feel like there have been any, like, crazy things you guys have noticed that are different, like, now that, you know, you've got a ring on it than before when you're, like, just boyfriend? <sighs> I mean, everything is different for me. <laughs> like, I feel like once you have that label of fiance, like your your relationship just like inherently changes. Like we're doing things that make it feel like we are like literally one. Like we bought this house together. Like we make decisions together. Like there's there's no point in time where like I'm making a very important life decision and money is not in the equation. Whereas like being single before, you didn't have to worry about that. Like if I want to move to LA tomorrow, I can move to LA tomorrow. Like that was my life before. But now I have a whole other body that I feel responsible for. And I feel like I have to run everything, you know, by him and we make decisions together. So that's the biggest thing. It's just like having that independence to like make a decision on your own versus like operating with someone else in this Thank world too. Is, is crazy to me. Well, we have absolutely loved. Oh, Monty, Monty, what were you going to say? Um, I was just going to say that's one great thing that I love about our relationship um, specifically is even though we're intertwined with each other, we respect and values each other's space. We have lives outside of each other. Yeah. So we still, um, you know, I go about my work day, he'll go about his work day and we'll come together at the table and talk about it with two different experiences. And it's always shifting and growing because we're very sporadic. Um, and we're constantly changing. So that's a great growth pattern for us. That's I love so beautiful. it. I love it. This, this is just, this tickles all of my insides. <laughs> but I think, you know, with all those, we kind of want to end with some fun questions before we, you know, kick it off. So with so much wedding planning, because we saw y'all a couple months back and it was definitely like the save the dates had barely gone out. But with, oh. the, <laughs> with the, the date getting closer and closer, is there one thing that y'all are just like so excited about for the day of? Like it could be the fit, it could be the food. Like what's that one thing that you're like, oh my gosh, like I cannot wait till the day. For me, it's going to sound very goofy, but honestly laying down that night and staring at the ceiling and just marveling in what just happened what? that day. No, oh yeah. Life-altering moment for sure. No, yeah. That moment of reflection is going gonna, is gonna to oh. get... Um, <laughs> legally bound. Legally bound. It's going to, like, <laughs> it's gonna hit me later. So, you know, I feel like 
whenever I actually look at him and be like, wow, this is a husband, it's going to be a crazy moment. But I feel like the moment I'm looking forward to the most is honestly being in a room with like most of the people in my life that have made such an impact in our relationship. Um, and, you know, there's some people that are going to be there I haven't even seen in years. So being in a space where there's family and there's love, you don't, you don't get to experience that like very often, like, whereas like people from every single avenue of your life are there to celebrate you. That happens like literally once in a lifetime, it feels like. So I'm excited about that. That's going to be dope. Oh my gosh. I can already feel the warm, the warm fuzzies because the day is going to be filled, like you said, with so much of that warmth, love. And I'm, I'm, I can think I can speculate Beyonce's voice similar. Yeah. Something playing in the background. It's giving an anthem of some sort. We'll have a present. <laughs> we'll be incorporated some way, somehow. Okay. No, this is the last question uh, that we asked a couple, a couple times ago. Uh, Maya and Brody got this question, but I want y'all to answer when y'all think of each other, what color comes to mind and why? Hmm. So whenever I think of Monty, the color yellow comes to mind for me um, because one, this is, that was like his grandmother's favorite color um, and him and his grandma were like this. So it's just like to know him and to love Monty is to also know and love his grandmother and like y'all see the elaborate meals that he cooked for me. Like he learned how to cook from his grandmother. So that's how he expresses love. That's how he shows love. And yellow is also a very bright and exuberant and exciting color. And I feel like that is his presence in my life. So yellow is the color that I would say for you. I would say bronze. Hmm. Bronze. Mm. Because I feel as if the color for Chan is it's very grounded it's very grounded it's not it's not too showy but then there's a richness about it because it glimmers mm. bronze is it's an earth tone color so all that encompasses that is bronze earth sign energy earth tones we love to see it <laughs> love no, to see real. it so we always end our podcast by asking our guests, what does flow mean to you? So we're going to pass it to you guys. Whoever wants to start first, you can answer in the context of y'all's relationship or individually. Oh my gosh. I, first of all, I love the name of your mm-hmm. podcast because honestly, flow is just what, okay. So I have to bring it back for this because flow actually has like, such a big meaning into my life because I used to have a friend in college that I used to be the king of like forcing everything. Like I would just like force mm-hmm. friendships, force relationships, like force jobs. Like I would just try to make things work because they were right in front of me, whether it was good or bad for me. Um, and it came to a head my senior year of college where, you know, I was single. I was broke. I did not have the job. I did not have a job lined up. I was stressed. And I was doing everything to try to find, you know, uh, a person to date or, you know, uh, 
a job or whatever, whether it was like, I, I was trying to be like an insurance agent at one point and me, I'm a creative. So what am I, what, I have no business trying to be an insurance agent. Mm -hmm. But then <laughs> I logged onto Facebook one day and um, Oprah, she was um, giving like a commencement ceremony. And um, she, one of the things that she said that was so simple, but it's, it literally guides every decision that I make even today was you'll find yourself like struggling when you fight against the current, but when you go with the flow, you'll be surprised where life takes you. That is such a simple statement, but it was said in one of those moments where like, I really needed to hear it. And I was forcing so much and I was just like, you know what? I'm done with forcing anything that's not for me. Everything that's meant for me will come for me. And in that moment, I was just like, I'm going to accept the flow. I'm going to go with the flow. I'm going to be more chill and just let blessings pour into my lap. Because um, I really do believe that like everything that's meant for you is for you. And as long as you're willing or prepared to, you know, go into that flow and like listen to the signs and see where life is taking you, then you will ultimately land where you're supposed to be. And that is how I got to where I am today. Oh, I love that. For me, <clears throat> I define flow as, so what I live my life as is poetry in motion. Um, it encompasses yin and yang because even through chaos, beauty is created. So just go with it, flow. Wow. I just love it. I love it, love it, love it. All right, before we sign off, we got to let people know, because I know they're like, where, where do I follow the journey? Where do I become Chan and Monty stands? Like sign me up. <laughs> so y'all drop the handles where folks can head straight to y'all's page and get to know y'all a little bit better and see all the shenanigans y'all are up to. So drop those handles for all the listeners. So for me, it is Chan Daily on Primarily Instagram and TikTok, um, and that's Chan with two N's. And we have a couples page on Instagram um, called Monty and Me, Monty where and you me. can find like all relationship updates and like mostly wedding stuff. We're posting there now. We're gonna pick it up <laughs> once we get married, but that is um, like my page and our couples page. And then for him, what's your Instagram? Mine is M underscore was with the Z, his name. And on there, you can also define <clears throat> my art page, the Art Ho, which will start to feature some of our couple's art. Oh, love that. Oh my gosh. Thank you all so much for coming on the show and sharing your story. It's been so beautiful hearing it. And I know that's going to resonate with so many people out there, especially the hopeless romantics that have enjoyed this series for sure. So thank y'all so much for joining us. And we will, yes, of course. And we look forward to seeing all of the wedding pictures and we hope that everything goes smoothly for that as well. Fingers crossed. Love a lot. <laughs> yes. All right. And with that, we are signing off with peace, love, blessings. We will see you guys next time. Bye. All right, that wraps up our episode this week. Don't forget to go check out Black Girl Flow Podcast on social media. And even check out our new YouTube channel to continue the conversation there. 
We really appreciate if y'all could rate and subscribe our channel. And with that said, see you all next time. Rest well, folks. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.